It's amazing to me how many people desire to grow in their walk with God, regardless of where they are in the journey. So they ask for more faith. Many people pray for it. Other people say, if I come to church, maybe I'll just serendipitously get it. However, the scripture is very clear about how we get more faith. So then faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God as Romans chapter 10 verse 17 reminds us. So our prayer for you as you hear this message is that your faith would go from where it is to where God intends it to be. Grow as you hear this word. What up, though? Yeah, I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. Yeah, um, yeah, I've been watching the service the whole time. Yeah, it was good. Yeah, you know, rather be preaching. Um, yeah, I've just been a little confused a little bit about some of the stuff he's been saying, you know, but, you know, I'm always confused when he preaches. Say what? What am I confused about? Well, I mean, I kind of love the idea that the the worship is always good. He's always energetic and kind of, you know, into it. And I think that kind of keeps me motivated because most a lot of preachers be boring. So I never get bored with him. But I think kind of the way he's been headed lately has been kind of making me feel a little some kind of way. What am I concerned about? Well, I mean, I think, you know, again, normally he preaches sermons that I like, but it's kind of like he's been kind of like making me feel like he's judging me a little bit lately. Well, the whole Bible thing. Well, I know Christians need to read the Bible. I understand that. I'm just saying there's a, there's a way that you need to approach people when they're not where you are. You know what I'm saying? I kind of feel like he is kind of putting himself on this pedestal, uh, being kind of like almost better than other people, in my opinion. How do I, where, where do I get that from? Well, one thing is, is that he's telling uh, people, and me, I guess, and all of us, that we need to have a view of the world that is coming from the Bible, that don't make sense to me. <laughs> How in the world are we supposed to see the whole world the way an old antiquated book that was written thousands of years ago uh, depicts right and wrong? It just don't make sense to me. Well, one of the things is uh, I don't ever, you know what? I am so grateful. I almost feel like doing a dance about the pandemic because the pandemic showed us we don't really need to ever come to church. No, 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 no. I mean, listen, if we're able to meet God and worship God at the crib, I got me a little drinky drink, you know, a little wine for the stomach's sake. Um, You know, if I'm able to, you know, and and then Beyonce, uh, she's really prophetic because she said that I can get my club on uh, on, on, uh, Sunday, Saturday night, and I can still go in on Sunday and have worship. So even Beyonce understands that you don't have to always be in church and at church and all that. You can really be a fully devoted follower of Jesus Christ and never step foot in a church because the church is in my heart. You know what I'm saying? So I don't even understand this thing about uh, the Bible telling us that we have to uh, not forsake the assembling of ourselves together with other people. Half the people in there are hypocrites anyway. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, I mean, that's your opinion. I mean, I know you like 
being around hypocrites, but I really don't like it. If I'm gonna be around people that I think are fake and phony, then I'm gonna be around people that I like. I don't like church people, so I'm not gonna pretend like I wanna be around those kind of people in the first place, yeah. Well, listen, church is in my heart. You know what I'm saying? Church is in all of our hearts, and we don't need to ever be tied up, huh? Well, of course we understand what the, the Bible says, that we ought to come together and gather together and don't forsake. But all I'm saying to you is, if church is in my heart, why do I ever have to be in a building at all? You can't answer that, can you? Other than the Bible says it. Okay, well, I get it, I get it, I get it. Because I understand that that's kind of an angle that you're coming from. But, you know, so here's the question. If I drink, if I smoke a little bit, if, you know what, uh, the Bible says that every herb of the field is from the Lord. And now the herbs are legal. And so if I can have legal herb and, uh, and, 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 you know, the fruit of the vine, if I can have all of that and be able to enjoy myself, how in the world can you tell me that I am not living a life that God would be pleased with when he gave me the herb to smoke? Well, see, that's what I'm saying. You are, there's always this duplicity with Christians saying one thing that out, out of one side of their mouth, but they cannot really answer the real question. If God didn't want us to smoke it, why did he make it? Okay, so you're saying, well, why don't I smoke poison ivy? You know what? That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm, you know, I don't like talking to you. You need to stop calling me. I'm for real. I mean, I really don't appreciate you. you I'm trying to be honest with you about where I am and what I'm thinking about this whole religion and this whole Christian thing and you're just kind of judging me. Let me tell you about judgment first of all. Can't nobody, Tupac, can't nobody judge me but God. Oh, you say he's going to judge me. But that's the whole point. You're saying he's going to judge me by some criteria that's in this book that I don't trust in the first place. Do you know that that book was written by a bunch of patriarchal men who didn't even like women? Some of them had more than one wife. What about that? Can't explain that, can you? Mm -hmm. So I'm supposed to believe this book, adhere to all of its principles, uh, sacrifice the only thing in this old crazy world that brings me life to follow after something that I don't really even believe actually has my best interest in mind. I don't know if that's really cool. I, I don't want to see, see things that way. In my opinion, in my view, God is in my heart. And if God is in my heart, I can worship him the way that I want to worship him. Listen, God knows that I'm a sinner. God knows that you're a sinner. Now, you may not acknowledge that you're a sinner, but I know you're a sinner. And if God knows you're a sinner, he also loves the sin. How could he not love the sin if I, he knows I'm a sinner? Listen, you say uh, he loves the sinner. He hates. He loves the sinner, but he hates the sin. Well, what if the two are one and the same? <laughs> I am a sinner. Listen, I enjoy sin. I don't know nobody that say, "Oh, I think I'm getting rid of sin." You know, sin is fun. You know what I'm saying? And so, if I am one with sin and God loves me, then that means He loves the sin too. You're saying that I'm not biblically literate. Your mama not biblically literate. No, I'm just kidding. You know you're my boy. I'm just kidding. I mean, I'm just saying, I mean, how can you tell me I'm not biblically literate? I know stuff about the Bible. I know stuff about the scriptures. What I'm saying is this. A lot, listen, I'm watching this wonderful TV that is now digital. You know why? Because analog is out. 
TV has evolved. And if television can evolve, Christianity can evolve. And thoughts about God can evolve. And I don't understand why we are still living in an analog Christianity when we should be living in a digital Christianity. That means that things that old folk thought who didn't know no better and didn't have no options, those views of living and those worldviews were so antiquated because they had no options. But I believe that over time, we have evolved in our thoughts. Why is everything black and white? I think there's some gray in this world, and I think that most folk live in the gray, and I think that God can love me in the gray. Yeah, well, that's, I, I, you know what, listen, you know what, well, just, when you call me, don't act like you want to talk to me and then be upset about my responses. Okay, well, here's this. Why did God give me five senses if he don't want me to live, use them? If it doesn't make sense to me, why am I supposed to follow it? I'm watching the TV because I'm always entertained by this. I, I, listen, I, I, I kind of toggle between Netflix and Pastor. It's a series on right now. I mean, it's good. Yeah, it's Luther. It's uh, it's a movie. Yes, yeah, but yeah. But anyway, the pastor's good too. But I kind of going back and forth. Oh, are we talking about the Bible? Okay, so here's the question. So if God gave me five senses, then why would He not want me to operate in the wisdom that He's given me? Now, here's a question. If then God says that life begins at a certain point, how can God tell a woman? how to decide about her body and what life is to her. I believe that there's a thing called selective truth. And I believe what's true to you may not be true to me. And so therefore, uh, I wanna live in my truth and you can live in your truth and all of us can live in our selective truths. And if we live in our selective truths and leave other people alone, we won't have the judgment that so many people feel and people feel bad. Nobody wants to go to church and feel bad. And nobody wants to be involved in a religion that makes them feel bad. So let me give you some, here's the question I got. So what about this turn the other cheek mess? Yeah, yeah, no, Jesus said, if somebody uh, slaps you on the face, you turn the other cheek and let them slap you on the other cheek. Show me where that makes sense. Show me if I'm on grass yet and I'm in the gas station and somebody I don't know come up to me and slap me on my face. I'm about to say, oh, well, the word of God says I'm going to give you the other cheek. That don't even make no kind of sense to me. Dr. King did it. I'm not talking about Dr. King. That's another thing. We start going way back to slavery and Harriet Tubman and Dr. King. I'm talking about grass shit and me being hit in the face and deciding to have somebody hurt me but repay it with love. How does that make any sense? Because that's what people who have Jesus in them do. Listen, I'm going to tell you something. When I meet Jesus, if I ever do, I'm going to ask him what was wrong with him. Because to me, that don't make no sense to me. You know, if I got all power of heaven and earth in my hand, them jokers would have been dead. Do you hear me? They, they got the nerve to string him up on a cross and nail him to a cross. I would have took them nails. It would have been like John Wick 5. I would have been like, you know what? You about to, oh, y'all about to die. Every centurion, every Roman, every Jew, everybody would have been dead. I would have just made a whole nother earth. You're glad that, I'm, that, that, that God is not me well, you know. So here's my question. Is there such a thing as absolute truth? 
Plato asked the question, is there such a thing as absolute truth? As a matter of fact, when Jesus was getting ready to be, I think, killed, uh, <laughs> you know, Pilate said, what is truth? Jesus is the truth. So here's the thing. If Jesus is the truth, then why do the people that follow him act like everything but truth? I don't know if I have as much of an issue with Jesus as I do with Jesus' people. You know what? I know that you cuss. Because when I said your mama, you cussed at me. Remember that? So what about that? How can you cuss me and Jesus is in you? You know why you, you, know why you did it? Because you're on a journey, Right? And God has forgiven you of your cussing. And God forgives me of my drinking. And God forgives me of my smoking. And God forgives me of my weed doing. And so it doesn't matter what I do. As a matter of fact, in my opinion, the way that I see it, I don't think that there's a hell. How can there be a hell when God is love? Because the Bible says so. <laughs> I'm sorry, I don't mean to laugh, but do you know how many people have Bibles that don't believe that stuff? And here's a bigger question. Have you been a Dearborn lately? They don't read the Bible. Don't none of them people read the Bible. And they're some nice people. So you mean to tell me all them nice people who get up and go to work and raise their kids and go to Walmart? A lot of them may be Walmart and Dearborn. Okay, you mean to tell me if all those nice people who live their nice lives just because they don't serve, listen, the God that we know about because we were raised in a Christian home, you mean to tell me that God is going to reject them and send them to hell? That don't make sense to me, in my opinion, and the way that I see it. God is a God of love. You can love who you want to love. You can marry who you want to marry. You can As a matter of fact, why would he tell me I cannot have sex and he gave me the desire to have it? If you don't want me to have it, then don't have me have a desire. You know what? I, nah, you know that's what I'm saying. I, I, I hear what you're saying, man. I mean, listen, I, I hate to be, you know, the negative person. I know you, sometimes you call me. I think you're trying to win my soul. <laughs> but let me tell you something. You got to think a little bit harder for me. Because I'm not just going to accept something just because somebody says it. A lot of people in churches, I believe, are like bobbleheads. And whatever the pastor say, they're like, uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. I'm not that one. I, it needs to make sense to me. And if it don't make sense to me, I'm not going to follow it. I'm not going to accept it. I'm not just going to bow down to it. Because to me, I don't believe that there is such a thing as absolute truth. Because you know what? What may be true in one situation may not be true in another. And so how in the world can I follow something as absolute well, I don't really believe there's such a thing as absolute truth. In my opinion, the world is full of variables. And if we, if we adhere to one particular thing, we're going to end up judging people. And I don't believe God would judge people. That's what I don't believe. Yeah? So here's another question I got for you. Um, if you believe that um, Jesus died and then rose again, right? He's in, you know, heaven and he's the son of God. And I, you know, I don't have no, I don't, I don't have no doubts that that might be the case. Um, what does that have to do with me on Monday? Like, how's that going to change, like, my income? 
How is that going to change like my health and my well-being? The knowledge of his resurrection, the knowledge of, of his death, the knowledge of his burial, the knowledge of all of these factual things supposedly that happen in the scriptures. How is that changing on a real basis my everyday life? Wow. So you're telling me the fact that I'm asking that question means that I haven't really encountered him? That sounds judgy to me. How can you tell me I don't know him? I can tell you more scriptures than you know. How can you tell me I don't know him? I am, listen, I have given, I have done more stuff than I know you've done. How in the world are you going to tell me that I do not have a relationship with God? I do not have to surrender to him as Lord to have a relationship with him. I believe in Jesus, I believe in Buddha, I believe in Allah, I believe in Krishna, I believe that there's many paths to God. There's more than one way to get to downtown. I could take the lodge, I could take 75, I could take nice, there's more than one way to get to downtown. And you mean to tell me there's only one way? You said the lodge is shut down. You said 96 is shut down. Oh, you're trying to be funny. So you're trying to tell me that just because I use this illustration of different pathways to get downtown, that you're saying that because uh, 75 is the only road that's open, that Jesus is the only road that's open because the other roads have been shut down and the other uh, claims that their God have been shut down. I might have to investigate that. I got another question for you. Why would I follow a Bible or a God where so many people have been mishandled and misused by that Bible? As a black man in America, that same Bible that you're telling me I'm supposed to believe everything about, including slaves obey your masters, I'm supposed to be blindly adhering to all of the stuff in it when a lot of the stuff in it has been used against me explain that to me you said pastor Kerry preached about that well I missed that Sunday so you're saying my not my lack of knowledge about what pastor Kerry preached means that I have a viewpoint about the subject matter that may not be right, then I need to kind of go back and look at some of the other messages that he preached so I can have an understanding about how you can still follow God even when it has been mishandled in Christianity and the Bible. Okay, 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 okay. I just got one last question for you. Does God want me to tell people that I love who do not follow Jesus that they are not going to heaven. The way I see it, that's wrong. And if I got to be that kind of person that's going to be that narrow and be that kind of negative that I don't believe Christianity is for me. A biblical worldview 
So you're telling me that the way that I see the world right now, and all the stuff that I said, is a perspective that's not biblical. So how in the world do I get a biblical worldview? <laughs> the Bible. What if I don't trust it? What if I don't like it? What if I don't like what it's telling me? Can I tell you the honest truth? I don't want to stop drinking. I don't want to stop smoking. And I don't want to stop running women. And I don't want to stop cussing. I really want to cuss you out right now. So how in the world am I supposed to just lay down my life for something I don't really even understand? You mean to tell me I'm supposed to trust something I don't even fully understand? How in the world could I give myself to something I don't trust? Am I sitting down? Yes. No, I didn't test the chair. No, I didn't examine the chair. So I trusted the chair enough to sit in it, but I won't trust God enough to sit in him. Your mama. Well, I don't really know what's right and wrong. With all of my haughtiness and all of my attitude and all of my stuff I'm saying, I'm not happy. I'm not joyous. I don't have no real happiness in my heart. I pretend like I do, but I don't. So sometimes my own intellect and my own rationale and my own worldviews and my own opinions and my own montage of, of philosophy and science and hip-hop converge in this view of the world that I know may not be right. I don't really know if I, if I can change. So what I admit that I'm going to do, I think I'm going to show up at church. One thing I do like about that church, though, I can't show up the way I am. I don't have to, like, wear church clothes, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, you, you can pray for me. Amen. So, man, like, I appreciate you calling me, um... I didn't really mean to be negative, and I, I didn't mean to, like, talk about your mama. But I got some real questions. I got some friends that's, they're not, they don't love the same way that the Bible says to love, and I don't know what to tell them. I got some other friends that don't know how to get out of stuff that they're in and they're in it deep. And they're afraid to come to church because if they come to church, they know that people might look at them funny or look at them different because they are different. I don't know what to do with that. I got some other friends that are extremely intelligent, some friends I got at University of Michigan, and I mean, they're asking me questions that I don't know the answers to, and most Christians I know don't know the answers to, and I'm afraid to bring them around Christians because I know that they'll ask Christian stuff that they can't answer and I don't know what to tell them either. But I'm willing to go on this journey and um, 
if Citadel is willing to be courageous enough to talk about some stuff that most churches don't talk about, I'll take my do-rag off and I'll make my way there. All right then, I'll holler. together for a moment in prayer. Lord Jesus, thank you for speaking in parables and scriptures when you would say the kingdom of heaven is like this and you would try to make these amazingly complex subject matters understandable. And Father, we pray that this little moment of watching this person wrestling with truth, wrestling with the issues of the day, that God, many people may see themselves in that person. Many of the questions that were lifted, many of the conundrums that were faced, many people faced them. And Heavenly Father, we pray that we would never be so... Um, insensitive that we're not mindful of people that have authentic and real questions God we pray that we would not be so far into our devotion with you that we are not mindful of those who are seeking you give us a heartbeat for those who are far from you give us a genuine concern for those who are asking questions God that really only you can answer and only your word can satisfy but God, as we've been saying for these past few months, would we as your church, would we as your believers, would we as your children study to show ourselves approved those who could handle the word of God in such a way that when questions are asked, we're able to give a biblical response. People may not choose to accept that response, but it won't be because we are not aware of what response to give. And so, Father, in Jesus' name, we pray for those who are listening now who are struggling with doubt. We're praying for those who've been wounded by church and wounded by religion and have turned away from you because of religion. <laughs> You're not religion. And Father, would you give your believers and give your church a desire, a heart, to know the word in such a way that we have a biblical worldview? That what we see about life, that what we see about right and wrong, that what we see about morality, what we see about these crucial issues are not born out of our emotions or experiences or our lineage, but born out of your word. The heavens and the earth will pass away, but your word will remain forever. So God, we thank you. And if you're listening right now and you're struggling with your faith, and that's you. You're saying, you know what? I, I wonder whether or not God would accept me with the questions that I have. I wonder would God even consider me with the struggles that I'm in the midst of. Can I tell you something? God is a God who will reach you wherever you are. 
and the great thing about God is that sometimes God will will not always give you the answers right away he asks for you to trust him even when you don't know that's what faith is called it's God I trust you even though I don't fully understand you and so if that's you right now struggling with should you follow him should you trust him should you give yourself to him I beg you today in the name of Jesus to say you know what God there are things I don't get the things that don't make sense things that I even struggle with but I believe that you are a God that do that does love and you are a God that cares about us and so as much as I doubt as much as I don't know as much as I struggle I trust you one of the great things about having heard what you just had a chance to experience is that your faith has gotten stronger there's no way that you could have heard this message and your faith has not been increased But where do we go? How do we move from faith to faith? The Bible is very clear that if you have not really made the greatest decision of your life, which is to become a Christian, you've really missed the great joy of the journey. So wherever you are, if you would like to have a personal relationship with Christ, do what the scripture says. Call upon the name of the Lord and you can be saved. Pray this prayer. Lord Jesus, I acknowledge that I'm a sinner. Forgive me of my sin come into my heart I receive you now as my Savior and as my Lord I'm trusting you and only you to direct my life in Jesus name congratulations wherever you are that means that you have become a believer for those of you that are already believers your faith is now stronger don't be merely a hearer but be a doer and let's change the world If you just prayed that prayer, you have an opportunity to reach out to us and we would be honored to serve you and help you in your journey. Uh, Please contact us at area code 313-871-FORT or please visit us on our website, citadeloffaith.org. That's simply spelled C-I-T-A-D-E-L of faith.org, all one word. We would love to hear your testimonies. We would love to hear your prayer requests. Know that you're in a partnership with us and you're not in the journey alone. Let's change the world together, one person at a time.